Blog Talk Radio. Chills. Welcome to tonight's episode of the Skybox. Champ, what it do? Hey, what's happening though? What's going on? Uh, you know, another Wednesday night, another day, another day to jump on here and talk sports. CNC connection in the building. Well, it's CCC. It's CCC because Champ Junior is here, so CCC. Yeah, I, I heard I heard him uh, once I stopped playing the music. Sam yeah. Junior, what up, though? Say what's up, Junior. Yeah, it's you. Like right, whatever. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he on the L- he, he on the LNS tip. He just like, hey, I'm here. What what is what it is? All good though. It's all good though. At least he at least yeah. he knows LNS at an early age. Yeah, yeah. So. We got a lot to talk about, you know. I got a rant. I'm gonna save my rant for later, though. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna drop that joint on Bama's yet. I'm gonna just wait till later on that one. Yeah, we do got a lot to talk about. Uh, the Golden State Warriors are still undefeated, though. Huh? I mean, I said the Golden State Warriors are still undefeated. Yeah, that that that's unprecedented when it comes to like. You know, back NBA. That's unprecedented. That's yeah. unprecedented. I mean, I mean, I it mean, is an unprecedented. I mean, I'm not. 
take nothing from them. I mean, they have handled business, but they haven't really seen the tough part of their stuff yet. They haven't seen the Spurs. They haven't seen the Cavaliers. They haven't seen those top-caliber teams yet. I'm still not going to take nothing away from their strip though, because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still impressive. This is a team that has caught fire since winning it all last season. I mean, will they win 67 games again this season? They probably will. They might even hit 70. Right now, I just want to see how everything rolls out. Because, I mean, they don't play the Spurs until next, well, January. Mhm. I mean, you gotta think about it. It's like it's gonna be. It's definitely gonna be a. It's definitely gonna be a. Uh, it's definitely something to you know keep an eye on, because I mean, like I said, it's unprecedented to see an NBA team be undefeated, especially at this point in the season. I know it's still early, but I mean, can anybody remember the last time that an NBA team was had not even suffered a loss at this point in the season, like two months or so into the season? Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been shit, damn near 40 years. <laughs> it hasn't been done since the Lakers back in the day. Yep. So that's, that's you know, that's where you, that's what you got to look at here. I mean, Curry's got that team, got that team hitting on all cylinders, leading that team. And, I mean, they got some, they got some great, they're getting some good play out of everybody on that team. I mean, you have to get some good play out of everybody at the team to, in order to be, you know, unbeaten at this point, at this stage. Yeah, you're right. But, but my, quest, my question, though, is that with them going on this kind of a hot streak so early, do you think that they can keep they can keep the momentum going and, you know, end up being the, the top seed in their conference or the top team in the NBA and make that run to the NBA Finals uh, this year, given the fact that they've they've played so well, you know, this early on. Can they finish with the? Uh, can they finish on top of their conference? It's a possibility, yeah. Because I mean, there's not too many teams in the Western Conference I can all honestly say that pose as a threat to them. Yes, the Western Conference is the most dominant conference. We all know that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think they can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say they can't repeat, but if they make it through San Antonio, then yes, because everybody like, well, the Spurs ain't making it past the first round last year. That is true. However, this is a different year. This is a different Spurs team. Kawhi Leonard is the new face of the Spurs. I hate to say it, but he's really taking that leadership role on. He's been playing insane this season. Mm-hmm. And if the Spurs actually stay healthy this year, to make that run in the playoffs, I'm not sure if I really like Golden State chances to repeat this year. I mean, because honestly, no one in the East is going to really going to be able to knock them off. Neither team. I'm sorry, Cleveland. I'm sorry, Bronx team, but it is not going to happen. Both teams are just too deep. They're too deep. They're too strong. They're too powerful for the Eastern Conference, including Cleveland. This is a team that will both teams will isolate Cleveland away from LeBron, meaning they will take LeBron's team out of the game, which Golden State did last year. Yes, he didn't have Kevin Love, and he did lose Kyrie, but they was already losing with Kyrie before he got hurt. That's the, that's one small detail that people tend to forget. So the, this Western Conference shall be interesting between Golden State and San Antonio. Those are the two teams I'm really going to be focusing on because OKC cannot get past me to change. Houston – I don't even see them going past the second round this year. Conference final, that was great last year, but they're not going to do it this year. Clippers have a good shot, but I know they won't. Memphis won't. 
just not enough offense. Dallas, yeah, no. I think age finally caught up the dirt, and they really don't have <clears throat> any pieces that can carry that load as far as scoring. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of like I said. I mean, Sacramento was still young. Portland is without a real prayer because, I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge, yeah, that was a key blow. Shit, they lost half their death. They lost half this all right. Oh, shit. They can't even stop it, Aldridge. Bye. <laughs> yeah. It should be interesting. I'm going to end on that note. I'm going to end the NBA part on that note. Okay. But I do want to talk about the uh, college football playoff. Uh, the final rankings were released uh, over the weekend, and the final matchups have been made for the second uh, college football playoff that will be contested, um, and in the the Orange Bowl, it'll be number one Clemson uh, facing number four Oklahoma, and in the Cotton Bowl, it'll be Alabama and Michigan State. Now Clemson, again, they finished at number one in the rankings, thirteen and zero ACC champions. Do you still think they don't deserve to be there? Ah, putting you right on the spot because you said on this show plenty of times that they ain't played nobody. So I want to see if you still hold if you're still holding on to that that theory that they ain't played nobody, even though they're the only undefeated team in the top twenty-five. You know what? I'm not going to take that from them, even though they still haven't played anybody. I mean, I give them credit. They, no, I'm not. No, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I knew he wasn't. You motherfucker! I knew you wasn't going to give him no credit. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, thirteen. Uh, undefeated season. Uh, undefeated season is impressive, no matter how you look at it. However, I don't think they can handle a, a school outside of another dominant conference. I'm sorry. From watching them play this year, I don't see it. I don't think they're going to match up with Alabama. I don't think they're going to match up with Michigan State. I don't think they can match up. Hell, I don't even think they can match up with Oklahoma. I'm going to be I'm going to be straight up with it. I, don't, I just don't see it. I mean, they, they might get past Oklahoma. But on paper, I don't see it. Uh, Clemson, I don't know. They just haven't sold me. I'll be surprised. I will give them credit if they win, if they win it all. Here's my thing. Clemson's coach, Dabo Sweeney, was announced as the winner of the Home Depot Coach of the Year Award. You don't win that award by accident. Uh, it is obvious. It, it is obvious that he is doing something right down there in Carolina that he won Coach of the Year, that team went undefeated, won their conference championship, and now sits at the top of the of the playoff standings. Okay? He obviously did something right. And, you know, the ACC, let's, let's be honest with you, the ACC may not, have, may not have that same prestige as it has before, but it's still a conference that hasn't fallen off. And for them to go unbeaten, not only in their conference, but throughout the whole thing, and win their conference championship is is something that is something to behold, in my opinion. I really think that they are going to be the team that the other three are gunning for to try to beat to become national champions. Oklahoma's going to be the first up against them in the Orange Bowl, and we all know Oklahoma's no stars coming out of the Big Twelve. But I, I seriously think that Clemson earned their way here. They made, they did it the way they supposed to do it. They went through everybody, they beat everybody, and now look at them, they're here. And I think that this is their time. This might be their year to do it. But if it is, they get past Oklahoma, but I think that the difficulty will come against Michigan State because that's who I think they're going to face in the, in, the, in, the, in the national championship is Michigan State. Nothing against Alabama, but I just think that Michigan State is just on a roll. Michigan State's on a roll. Michigan State is tough. That'll be who they face in the national championship, and I think they pull it out and they walk away with the national championship. 
at this point, I think Michigan State. I think Michigan State might win it all. I'm sorry, like what they what they did in a big fucking ten. Like, I mean, they got. I mean, they beat Michigan. Beat Ohio State. One conference championship. I mean, granted, they didn't finish with a perfect season. Gives a shit. They they still kick ass in a dominant conference. I mean, you have Alabama who's been there for the past, shit, decade. (laughs) Ever since Nick Saban landed foot in fucking Alabama, he's had them at a point where they are persistently in the national championship. It's not the game, I mean, the playoffs. (laughs) So, I mean, you can't take nothing away from those two schools alone. Oklahoma, I haven't really seen watch too much of them, but the fact that you're in a big field, the fact that Oklahoma has a history of, well, being a contender, can't sleep on them either. If if Clemson can pull this off, if they can actually win it all, then – all my all my doubt that I had for them will go away. I will congratulate them. That will be the first part of this segment of that of that week's segment of me admitting that. That's the first thing that comes out of my mouth after Welcome to the Skybox. I mean, winning culture to. Yeah, is I mean you can't be a slouch winning that. Like I mean, right. we've seen guys win coaches of the year and fell short in the playoffs. In all every right. sport, <laughs> right? The year left Miles money and lost to Alabama <laughs> in the national title game. I mean, it happened. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit back and watch. I want to see Clemson can make me make can Clemson actually make me a believer. Right. Yeah, I want to see it too. I think I think they're gonna make a lot of people believers. But like I said, if 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 they're gonna win a national championship, they're gonna probably have to go through Michigan State. Again, nothing against Alabama. I'm sure there's some Alabama fans out there listening. Nothing against them, but I just think Michigan State is just playing such tough football. Tough, hard-nosed football. I mean, they were the ones that ended the undefeated streak of Ohio State and dropped them out of the playoffs for crying out loud. So, I mean, you got to think that, you know, for them to be in this position, they didn't get here by accident. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, their road to get here was in, insane. I mean, you want – I mean, well, not, this is the best the Big Ten has been in shit a while. I mean, how many – how many – Schools will rank this season. I mean, shit, Iowa. Shit. Ohio State. Michigan. So on and so on. Like, I think the Big 12 is, the Big 10 has became the power conference again. I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I think that it has become the power conference and everything like that. And I think that if 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 it really wants to gain that status as a power conference, as a as a, you know a powerhouse conference, I think that Michigan State, if they win the national championship, that definitely will put them. That will definitely put that conference up there as a as a powerhouse. Like I said, I'm I'm predicting it's going to be Clemson and Michigan State in the national championship at University of Phoenix Stadium. I I, I honestly see that. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm away. But I, I do have Michigan State being one of the teams that advance. I can't wait for you. Like, if, if Clemson does win, I know you're going to be a man of your word. You're going to be like, man, look. <laughs> I, 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 that's who I am. I'm a man of my word. 
I'm not going to go back on my word. I mean, they do it. I will congratulate them. I will give them the credit that they earned. I mean, right now, so, they look like... <laughs> yeah, I So... About about this game on, on Monday night. About oh. this game. Oh, man. I mean, it, 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 if it wasn't if it wasn't for a friendly phone call from a lovely lady to calm me down from that, man, I probably, I probably would have set something on fire. Uh, let me say it this way: People wanted to talk to me about the game Tuesday. I said, I'm not talking about this game until on this show tonight. That was when I was going to get my thoughts on this game. So before I get my thoughts, I I I yield the floor to you, sir, and, you know, go ahead and, you know, give your thoughts on what happened at FedEx on Monday night with our rivals. Okay. First, I would like I would like to commend the defense. I cannot take nothing away from the defense. They played their asses off Monday night. They didn't get they didn't give up a touchdown until late because of the fumble on the kickoff. But this defense gave gave it all. Yes, they didn't have Rama, but they still gave it all. They forced. Three turnovers that the offense couldn't capitalize on. I sit back and I, I sat back and I watched a lot of people say, "Well, if it wasn't for the defense, this, that, and the other." Like they forced three turnovers. How much more do you want? I mean, it took Dallas the fourth quarter to even get into the end zone. With short field, I can't blame the defense. My thoughts on this game was, offensively, it wasn't. There was no offensive game plan going to this game. There was no. I saw no audibles made at the line. I saw no shift, no protections, <laughs> audibles. He didn't shift his. Protection. He didn't fucking move his running back. He, I mean, that's all nothing. And here's here's another thing that that's really got to me in these past few weeks. Where the fuck is Darrell Young? People that's a good damn question. People has been saying how this one game has been horrible. Of course it is. How the hell you expect to run the ball without a lead blocker? Almost forgot Darrell Young was on his team until he made that tackle that actually saved us from giving up a fucking kick return. Like, I mean, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on with fucking Ruben? Like, who the how the fuck you don't know how to use a fucking fullback? I mean, it's worse enough you don't want to run the ball. But how the fuck do you expect your run game to be effective without a fullback? Hell, how do you expect your your offensive line to be able to pick up all these jailhouse blitzes without having the proper blocking back in the backfield with your quarterback? Just wasn't there. I'm sorry. That game, that game upset me as a fan. Like, what the hell? I mean, I can't really say Kurt played bad, but he didn't play that great either. I mean, again, you can still see that Gruden still has these cuffs on him. At the same time, he's a pro, he's an NFL quarterback. You get, he has to be able to make adjustments at the line. He has to be able to point out blitzes. Look, 
check for a shutdown receiver. Make hot reads. Be able to actually read with a defensive I saw none of it. I saw overthrows on fucking wide open receivers. My thoughts on this game was offensively, the Redskins did not deserve to win. I can't even afford Deshaun. I'm sorry, I can't. Yes, he fumbled. Yes, that fumble led to that touchdown. But he was putting him into a position where he had to try to make a play. Opposed to your offense making that play. I can't afford him for that. Right. Hmm. Those are some good thoughts, but okay. So I guess you can say this is going to be my rant. It's like a, it's like a two, it's a two, it's a two tiered rant. The first rant has to do with the game in and of itself. The second one has to do with outside of the game. Okay. First part, the first part is the game. The bottom line is both teams play terribly. Both teams play terribly. Let's let's not get that confused. Both teams played terribly. I mean, Dallas' defense wasn't spectacular. They didn't force any a lot of turnovers. As a matter of fact, they didn't force any turnovers. They forced, like their special teams forced one turnover. Okay, but for the most part, their defense they held steady, but they were still you know they weren't that steady. Redskins' offense they held the, they 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 managed to get three turnovers. Offensively, both teams struggled. Both teams mightily struggled in terms of offensive production, and it really showed. Um, the run game, I mean, the run game, they were predict. I mean, it was almost like the, the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator could predict running plays that we were going to run and knew what was going to happen. It was oh, almost yeah. like we knew they knew what was going to happen before we could even uh, execute it. You know, Kurt was Kurt was not hitting. Kurt was not looking out for his open receivers. He was, you know, the line was protecting almost. It was almost like basic protections, and they were letting them get by on like stunt on a, on like stunt blitzes and things of that nature. And it was just all around horrible, all around horrible. But I think the key part of this rant would have to be outside of that. Now, everybody and their mama can see that the NFC East is a god-awful division right now. The fact that the three teams that are at the top of the division both are two games under five hundred is pathetic. But, but let Cowboys fans tell it. They whooped our asses. They them boys. They this. They that. Cowboys fans, I need to give you all a bit of a reality check. Okay. You guys are only a half a game back, but our conference, our division sucks. So please get off of social media with all this gloating and everything, because y'all won a game. Y'all won the Monday night game. So what? Our division's horrible. If we go to the playoffs, we're going to get exposed. None of us are going to make it past the first round. We suck. We stink. Why are you so pressed about a victory? A victory that y'all shouldn't even had. Y'all had three freaking turnovers. But yeah, y'all are so proud of that damn victory. Y'all all over Facebook with your stars and everything. Respect the star. Cowboy Nation. DC 4L. F, uh, 4L. We them boys. No, y'all them bitches. Y'all shouldn't even won that game. Hell, even if we'd have won that game, I'd be sitting on here talking about I can't be proud of that victory because it was an ugly victory. But no, no. Like I said, let y'all tell it. Y'all going to be proud and throw it all up in everybody's faces. But guess what? 
when it come when push comes to shove, when the end of the season comes, what is that one win gonna gonna give y'all if y'all are sitting at home and we fuck around and make it to the playoffs? What are y'all gonna do then? All y'all gonna do is say, Oh, but we beat y'all, but who's sitting at home? Let it go. That that win was nothing but whatever. It's not gonna mean a hill of beans if y'all are still sitting at home and we're not. I'm just saying. Let it go. Move on to the next one. And can I can I ask my Redskins fans, why in the fuck are we stabbing people at the stadium? Huh? Why are we doing that? Is that what we're doing in 2015 now? We're stabbing Cowboys fans at the stadium? Really? Are we that petty? This is why I hate this fucking fan base. You guys fucking are fucking stabbing people at the damn stadium and it's getting caught on video? Is that what we're doing in 2015 now? Whatever oh, happens, just talking trash to Cowboys fans. Now we want to fight them and stab them when we lose? Seriously? You people make me freaking sick. You make me sick. You're stabbing people. And now you're going to get arrested and catch an assault charge. For what? A goddamn football game. Really? Is it that serious? No, it is not. You're an idiot. Whoever did it, you're an idiot. I hope the judge throws a book at you, and I hope when you go to jail, they shove something right up your ass and really make you somebody's bitch. And I'm done. Okay. Before I uh, actually bring our callers on, um, I just want to add, I want to piggyback off what you said. Like, all right, how Cowboy Nation was magically on Facebook all of a sudden. It's been eight weeks since I've heard We Them Boys before Monday night. Eight whole weeks. They get one win over us, and all of a sudden, they're back out. They came back out like the roaches from Joe's apartment. Like, this is, I mean, this is y'all fan base? <laughs> Come on, now. Y'all disappeared for eight weeks, but y'all puff up when y'all get a victory over the skin. Y'all know what? Enjoy our victory. I guarantee you, it'll be the last one y'all get this season. Thank you. We do got right. callers on. That's right, Sham. All right, callers, what's good? Who we got on the line? Thanks, fellas. What's going on, man? Uh, oh, that, shit. That, that big hurt. That voice sounds for me. You got the big hurt on the line. Oh, shit. But it do hurt. Man, it, <laughs> I was listening to what Champ was saying, and, and honestly, there are so many things he was saying that I agree with. Um, number one, this is a terrible division, so, you know, it, it's a horrible division. And we were just, you know, I was just talking earlier about the possibility. There is a possibility that exists where the division winner of this division could be a 6-10 and 10 team. That is a possibility. It's, it's 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 not even a really big long shot, but it can happen. It can happen. We can have a six and ten division winner. It's crazy. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, that is absolutely crazy. Um, number two. Um, sorry. Number two. Sorry. Just tired of these cowboy fans out here. So happy. They're crawling out from under rocks. It's the Wiz. They're singing Brand New Day. Ain't heard from them since they started off 2-0. and All of a sudden, they're hopping out of nowhere. They they jumped out for a little bit and Romo came back. And they went back under the rocks and he got hurt again. And now they're just like, oh, it's safe to come out. It's safe to come out and talk shit. And it's only because this is a terrible division. Um, the other thing the champ was saying that I totally agree with, I don't know what the Redskins are doing. I, I don't I don't know what they're doing. But they're tipping their hands somewhere because it's like every opponent we have knows exactly what play we're about to do before we do it. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what we're doing, but they do. Our opponents know what we're doing, and they're killing us. They are destroying us. Honestly, I saw. I mean, I've been watching these games very closely now. It's something that I really noticed. Like on our run plays, when we bring out extra linemen <laughs> to try to 
open up some run lanes when the opposing defenses try to stack the box. They're nowhere about to run the ball. That's a guarantee. When Kurt goes back, when Kurt has no running back or fucking goes out of a shotgun, which I barely see, they're nowhere past. <laughs> it's like our formation sets are too predictable to the point where the defense knows what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this shit is predictable. Yep. Exactly. Back to what I mentioned earlier. Where the fuck is Darrell Young at? How the hell you don't know how to use a fucking fullback, especially in a run game? Why are we running the ball without the lead block? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm dumbfounded by that. Like, how? <laughs> it, it, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. That that you know anybody who played Pop Warner football, you you learn single back, you learn eye back formation, you learn all these things. They're the the first two formations you learn single back and eye and um, eye formation, and the fact that Jay Gruden has a playbook where there is no eye formation with a fullback in it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. It's something that teams can game plan against us. We don't have to worry about a lead blocker. All we have to worry about is pulling guards. All we have to worry about. There are so many aspects to the fullback. Um, you know, you know, Mike Shanahan would run a fullback and a pulling guard. He would run them both. You know, he, he sent him in different directions. There's a misdirection behind the line. There's so many nuances that he's missing out on. And it's just, it just goes along with what I was saying earlier about Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden, what I said earlier was Jay Gruden is like a DJ, okay? He comes into the party and he has a playlist ready. These are the songs I'm going to play. I'm going to play 90s hip-hop. I'm going to play a little bit of techno. I'm going to play a little bit of go-go. I'm going to play some 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 new age music. And he gets into the party and he starts playing this playlist. And he gets to the 90s hip-hop, he throws on Biggie and old Jay-Z and Nas, and, and people are jamming in their party, and, and they're jamming in their party, and then he takes it off and he throws on Lil Wayne and Bobby Schmurter, and people don't like it very much. He doesn't have the sense to go back to that 90s hip-hop. He goes, well, I have this playlist, so I'm going to play the rest of the songs that are on it. That's Jay Gruden's coaching in a nutshell. Yeah, pretty He's much. right, you know. He's right, you know. That is that is it right there. And trust me, you know, I've I've heard DJs that that are like that, and that is Jay Gruden in a nutshell. Basically, it's like he he knows what plays he wants to run, and he doesn't even care if the defense knows it's coming. He's going to run it anyway, and then you know, sit there and make it seem like it's a player's fault they couldn't execute. Nah, motherfucker, it's your fault because they knew it was coming. Exactly. But, you know, what, what do I know? What do I know? Right. I was the other caller on. Now it's yourself. Welcome to the skybox. Uh, Carly, you there? Is the okay. caller there? I guess they're not. Um, I, 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 I'm here. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I didn't know my, my first name was caller. Uh, I am on. This is Black GOP here. Oh, yeah. my goodness, folks. Folks, not not only did myself and WCW actually wrestle in a match at the BWA, um, but also the Redskins went up against the Cowboys and the you know, one of the one of the biggest rivalries of all time ended in a failure for the city of BC. My reflection is, my reflection is, is that this proves to me, just just to me, I'm a little guy. You know, I, I'm not the biggest sports guru on the planet. I'm just not. But it proves to me that Kirk Cousins is not the Messiah. And I think as long as Redskins fans are looking for a Messiah looking for someone to deliver everything in the first one to three seasons 
it's not going to happen. And the frustration that's been building and the Civil War coming back out with the, you know, RGP supporters and the Clinton supporters, it's still happening. It's at an all-time high. It's almost like you can be number one in the division. That's great. And that's really, you know, and, and that's monumental for a lot of wrestling fans. But the mentality is, no matter what, you can, the, 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 I said it earlier, um, another place, the Western fan base could lose every single game. They could watch them lose every single game. But you have to beat Dallas. And I saw an argument on social media where there was a long, long, intelligent, long conversation, great, great conversation went down, and, and the closing line was, well, there's a guy, there's a, quarter, there's a third string quarterback, and there's a first string quarterback. Only one of those two have beat Dallas. And that ended the conversation. So for me, you know, with, with this, no matter what we do, we beat the Dallas mentality. Where does this Kirk Cousins, despite all his great stats and, and, and great, you know, awards and accolades and everything he's got, he's received from the NFL and the fans, where does this loss to Dallas place Kirk Cousins? That's an interesting question. That's a very interesting question. Yeah, it is. I said, go for I, it. I, I think uh, this loss definitely puts him. Um, it, it takes him from a guaranteed must resign before the season is over, and it puts him back on the wait and li- wait and see list. You know, I, I was advocating for him to be re-signed a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, I think you can go ahead and get him now for cheap because if he went to division, his price is going to go up another 20 or $30 million um, in guaranteed money. That, that was my thinking. Now he needs to finish 8-8 eight eight before he can start thinking about that $60, $70 million contract. You know, I feel like it was a shoe in. That's where that loss puts him. This loss puts him in the $40, $50 million range. And he's playing basically $10 million a win from here on out. That's what we're looking at. Right now you're looking at a $30, $40 million contract. He wins in Chicago, $40, $50 million. He wins every other game from there on out, it just goes up and it goes up. That's really where this loss puts him. I always – I. I said this last week, and I stand by this. Kirk Cousins is not the guy. I'm sorry. He's just not. And this just proved it. Now, if he turns around, you know, if he turns turns it around and the Redskins have to make the playoffs, but they lose in the first round, which I predict will happen because this division is, again, god-awful, I'm still not going to be convinced that he's the guy. You know, I'm just not convinced. I just think that the guy, whoever the guy is that's going that can lead this franchise, is not on this franchise right now. He's not. The guy that's going to lead this franchise is not on this franchise just yet. He, I think he's he's forthcoming, but I just don't think it's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is just too inconsistent for me. He's been in the league for he's been in the league. This is his fourth season in the league, and he's still showing the inconsistencies that. You know, you don't see from someone who's been in the league for this long. Even though he's been a backup most of his time, he's showing way too many inconsistencies. And so I can't I can't trust this guy, you know, with the keys to the Ferrari if I know that he has, you know, he, if he has a, a very spotty, if he has a, a driving record that has a lot of accidents. You know, I can't trust him to drive my Maserati and my, my Ferrari and things of that nature. So I can't trust... Kirk Cousins to be the franchise quarterback if he has shown a propensity for not being the most consistent quarterback in the league or not even the most consistent in his own conference, let alone or conference or even his own division, let alone the league. Honestly, at this point, like I said, it will take me a full season to really do a complete evaluation on Kirk. I mean, he has, he's had some games where, okay, I can see this guy being 
a somewhat solution. And he had some games like, okay, he's just not going to work. I mean, it goes with the consistency factor. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have that it factor. I'm looking at this team now. This is possibly one of the – I'm not going to lie. Talent-wise, this is possibly one of the best teams that we've had in a very long time. I mean, I do see the culture changing, but Kirk Cousins is just not the guy to lead this team. Jay Gruden is not the head coach for this team. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, if Kurt doesn't go eight and eight, honestly, I believe he's going to be done. Even if we don't win the division, if Kurt still goes eight and eight, I can see him getting a contract extension. I can see him being here next year. Because, I mean, technically, that would be an upgrade from where we've been in the past two seasons. I mean, yes, we do need stability, but at the same time, it's, that's something you cannot force. If it's not there, it's not there. Stability is something that you build, <laughs> not force. Amen. 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 I'm right there with you, brother. I mean, that was a good question there, by GOP. And yeah, by the, yeah, GOP brought up a good point earlier, not to get on topic, but yeah, that that wrestling match was fun, though. I will say that that was a lot of fun. You know, Big Hurt was out there along with a lot of other of our of our good friends and family were out there to see to see 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 that that fun little fun little thing. But, hey, Chills, did you see the video? Yeah, I watched the video. I caught it a few times, but I was in the thing. I, I was like, damn, I'm mad. I missed this. <laughs> these guys put in work. Chills, these guys put in work. I, I, I was so impressed and very, very happy with them, and I was I was, I was, was happy to be there to see the respect they were getting from the locker room. Um, these guys absolutely went out there and tore the house down. It was a great, great match. Definitely something to build off of. Um very, very, very. I, I was very happy to be there. Um, I was glad to be uh, there for that. That's all I have to say about that. I mean, thank you. Man, well, I, mean, I watched it. I mean, I was like, I was like I said, I was in the thing. I mean, I can tell you guys really did take your take the time out to make sure everything went smoothly. I mean, you guys did your thing. I mean, I'm. I mean, I wish I would have been there, but at the same time, I. Kind of had like a $1,300 party at Willie's that I had to uh, take care of. So. Yeah. yeah, you got to get that bread, man. You got to get that bread. You got to get that bread. Get that bread. <laughs> Definitely. Look, guys, I got I to gotta jet. I just have one question. Where, where do you think this puts us as far as getting getting into the playoffs? I think we still got a chance? Okay. It's marginal. It's marginal. Okay. Based on our based on the remaining schedule, I want to say yes, due to the fact I want to say yes because I mean, what we have left is a bunch of teams who are really not over five hundred. I mean, I think the Bills are what six and six. Yes. So we have a team who are the only one close to five hundred. They're the only ones five hundred. Nobody else is within two games. Exactly. Um, I want to say that we do have a shot based on strength of schedule. The part that scares me is the fact that we just lost to a 4 and 18, and we haven't won a road game. And three of our final four are on the road, Chicago, Philly, and Dallas. Mm-hmm. I want to say but at this point, I'm not certain. If these defenses can really see the hell, really know what we're doing before we do it, it's going to be scary. I mean, we're going to have to rely on our defense to get us through these four games. I don't want to do that. We shouldn't have to do that. If it really does come down to that, 
Jay Gruden is not the coach for this. I mean, adjustments need to be made. Changes need to be made. When he mentioned looking at the film, he needs to really look at it, study it, to see what the hell he needs to do. Okay, none of this stuff I've been doing all season is working. He needs to find something that's going to work against these next four opponents, something that they won't expect, something that they won't be ready for. So I'm going mm-hmm. to I can't. I mean, I want to see us make it. At the same time, like I don't want to get my hopes up because we haven't won on the road, and offensively, we're not consistent. Defensive defense? Oh shit! Hell yeah! I love the way our defense playing. I don't remember the last time our defense forced this many turnovers. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh huh. It depends on uh, hurt in the offense. <laughs> like I said, my 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 answer is short and sweet. It's it's very marginal. Like I said, if they can if they can put it all together, offense, defense, special teams, which I know is a cliche answer, but it is what it is. They can put it all together. Right now they're five and seven. The best they could do if they went out is nine and seven, which could win the division because if you beat Philly and you beat Dallas, that's division done right there. Because you've already faced Giants twice, you've split with them. You're fine. With, you're, they're they're out of the way, okay. But you beat you beat Philly in Philly. You beat Dallas in Dallas in the last game of the season after already winning out, like beat, winning three in a row. There you go. There's your division right there. But again, they have to put it all together. Offense has got to put it together. You know, defense has got to continue to get the turn. You know, the turnovers and you know. Put put stops on these offenses. I mean, the offense that they're getting ready to face, Chicago and, and Buffalo, are not very strong offenses. So they so the defense should have a field day with those. It's just that the offenses have got to be able to, you know, put in the work to back up the defense's work by putting points on the board, getting the time of possession, keeping the chains moving, and getting points. And if they can't do that, then, you know, what are they there for? So I think it's marginal, but they have to win out. They're, they can't afford to lose another game going forward. These next four games, they have to win all four. They have to win all four in order to, you know, give them a chance at the playoffs. If they lose one more game com- coming in, I don't think they make it. Even if it's against either Chicago or Buffalo, I don't think they make it. I think they fall short if they lose any if they lose any of the next four games going forward. Period. Okay. All right. Well, I got a jet, but good luck to us, man. And um, you guys, man, keep grinding, man. I'm gonna holler at y'all later on. All right, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Always good oh, to have man. the big hurt. Always so good to have the big hurt and. Uh, Black GOP on here show us some love and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, it's always, it's always, it's always a blessing and a privilege. Yes, sir. And you know, me and GOP man, like I said, that match on 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 Saturday was fun. I was sore as crap for like a couple of days, but that was fun. That was a lot I of believe fun. Yeah, I believe. That was a lot of fun. And I, I mean, it was just fake. Was Tell tell them to uh, try that shit because that shit. I mean, scripted yes, but that shit will that shit will fuck your body up. <laughs> Bruh, like I said, me and me and GOP, like I said, we were both fucking sore dudes when all that was said and done. And those cats do it like every two weeks, um, with with no problem. Me and GOP, that was our first time doing it. It was just like, holy shit, what are we getting ourselves into? Because, but I mean, we had fun. And, and like like Hurt said, we had the respect of the locker room. Most of the fo- folks that were out there cheering were all mostly wrestlers, and they were just loving the fact that a couple of cats who aren't seriously trained wrestlers were in there doing, you know, wrestling moves. And they were just, like, amazed. So we gained a lot of respect from a lot of folks out there, and, you know, it was, you know, it was great. It was a lot of fun. It was a great experience. This, this was 
this is an experience I can, you know, I can check off of my uh, non-existent bucket list of saying I've done it before, you know, actually wrestling in a wrestling ring. I can honestly say I've done that before. It's also a great story that you could tell with Champ Jr. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's already seen the video because I sent it to to my uh, my girl, his mama. I sent it to him, and they were both watching it. But I'm pretty sure he won't remember it. But you know, hopefully down the line, that video's still around. I can show it to him and say, "Yeah, your daddy was in the wrestling ring one time before." <laughs> you know, I can tell that story. But honestly, I think I, I even think the the B BWA guys even felt even feel it after their matches. Though I mean, oh yeah. Is a is a is a demanding sport, especially towards your body. I mean, I mean, so much wear and tear that can happen. <laughs> like exactly. all sports have their physical wear and tear, no matter what sport it is. Hell, golf can physically wear you down. Oh yes, it can. I play. I, everybody knows that I play golf, and there are a lot of times that. I can stretch and stretch and stretch, but then I go out there and I play 18 holes where you're swinging at least four to five times, like when you're doing at least three to four full swings a hole when you're just a weekend hacker like myself. You know, pre-J professional, they may have like one or two full swings a hole depending on if it's a part four or maybe three if it's a part five or something like that or, you know, something like that. But I remember the first time I played golf and I walked. I made the mistake of walking because I didn't know how I was going to go, and I carried a, a golf bag and walked. I was sore for at least a week after that. And ever since then, right. I usually drive, but I still be sore after playing. It's just okay. like it, 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 it wears you down. Okay, here's my question to you on that. Um, how much does each golf club weigh? Plus the weight um, of the bag. Yeah, um, I I wouldn't have made that walk, bro. Well, see, that's the thing. I was new to the game. I didn't know. I didn't know any better. I just figured, okay, I could just, I could do this, whatever. And then when I did, I said, uh, yeah, never again. I said, never doing that again. Not going. Happy Gilmore to me not to never ever to walk. (laughs) Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I I brought up Happy. That was that's actually one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies. I love that movie, by the way. That movie is awesome. Golf course. I'm I'm pushing. I'm pushing the golf car. It, it is right. It is. Oh, trust me, I am too, bro. Trust and believe me. That's what I'm doing. Are we but, um, actually got a? Uh, oh, wow, we got a minute left. We got over a minute left. Damn. Okay. Any, any anything else you want to put on the table real quick? While while the floor is still open. Nah, I I, I said what I got to say and you know did my rants and everything like that. Make sure y'all follow me on Twitter at DC's People Champ. Just saying. <laughs> oh man, GLP. Where's GLP? Did he just drop off? Nah, he didn't. He's still on. Technically, he's still on. Well, shit. Okay. Yeah, final minute. Do I have anything that I want to talk about? Uh, um, well, shit. Oh, shit. Well, you, y'all know this week is the uh, Jimmy V Classic. Make sure y'all check that out. Who don't, for those who don't know who Jimmy V is, he is the he is a coach that passed away from cancer about 30 years ago. He led the North Carolina State University Wolfpack to its one and only NCAA men's basketball title in 85. Anything else? Uh, let's see. No, I can't. Like, we pretty much covered pretty much everything we want to talk about tonight. Mm-mm. Yep, we we pretty much covered a lot today. Today, and um, as always, you guys make sure that you you know you keeping an eye on us, following us on the Facebook. We have our own Facebook group, TSOTS Presents. Mike uh, presents the Skybox along with our other ones, which is Mike Check, His and Hers, and the Hangout. 
Um, also, uh, make sure that you uh, check out our website, which is uh, com. You got to check that out. And you got to make sure you download our app on, the, uh, on iPhone at the Apple App Store, on Google Play, on Android, and on BlackBerry, and on tablet. So make sure you get all that. And follow us on Twitter, at TSOTS Production, Instagram. We're on all that. All right, folks. It's been real. It's been fun. Thank you for listening to Skybox. Make sure you check out my check tomorrow. Definitely want to check that out. We're doing... We're doing a dream, dream matchups like rap battles that we wish could have happened. That's gonna be a great discussion. Me and me and Queen Poison and and the Bishop. It should be. It should be. Well, all right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week with more NFL, more college football, college basketball, NBA, hockey, and results from TLC. Yeah, we're going to go Bye-bye. there. Yep. All right. I'm going to be watching, too. All right, Charles. It's been real. Later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.